With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. And live from the Miles Garrett School of Conflict Resolution, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> Show with Jana and the Sherpa. You can probably guess which one is which. Jana, how are you? I'm pretty good. Nobody's hit me in the head with a helmet, so I'm feeling pretty good about the world. Well, living in the Washington area, too, I noticed here that uh, tickets for the Detroit-Washington game this Sunday start at $10, which means you can get a ticket to that game for less than a than a super-sized a uh, thing, a cat litter yeah. cross. Or a this is very true. <laughs> I'll stick yeah, with there's the a lot litter, of sad Redskin fans here, I'll tell you that. Not a good scene. Yeah, between the impeachment hearings and the Redskins, it's the... Uh, Probably not a good time to be in the Washington area right now. It's a tough time. Tough time out here. But what are you going to do? At least Redskins fans are kind of conditioned to know they're going to be terrible. At this point, they're rooting for the Bengals to win so they can have the first overall pick. I keep bursting their bubble in the fact that the Bengals are just terrible. But no one seems to really believe that just yet. They'll get there. As a Giants fan, I'm definitely rooting for uh, Washington to upset if it were, as it were, Detroit. I mean, I was rooting for them hard against the Jets last weekend, but that didn't happen. But the fighting Jeff Driscoll. And the sad thing is that even <laughs> if they lose another, if they win another game, they still have the tiebreaker over the the Giants, or I, I should say the Giants own the tiebreaker over them by virtue of them having beaten them once. But the uh, penultimate week of the season, week 16, the Giants will get their rematch. So uh, hoping things break our way as a Giants fan. Hey, I'll take it. I'm fine with that. I have no beef with your Giants. I'm a big Daniel Jones fan, as we all know, bigger than you are, I think, at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's safe to say. Oh, um, you will appreciate this. This one dynasty fantasy team that I have this year due to a lack of planning. My two quarterbacks are um, uh, Kyler Murray and um, um, – Kyler Murray and uh, Kirk Cousins, who, of course, both have fives this week. So the only other quarterback on my roster is Eli Manning. So Eli Manning will be starting for my dynasty team this week. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I'm trying to tank in that league, so it kind of works out, but still. Well, I think that's actually a really good strategy if that's your game plan. You're trying to win games. Well, I'm thinking maybe you're going about it the wrong way. I'm trying to put forth a decent effort, so I do start Kirk Cousins <laughs> most weeks. But you know, I, I'm not tanking to the point well, where I would put Eli Manning in the starting lineup. I'm not quite that bad, but um, anyway, yeah, my my roster definitely needs some improvement. Oh God, that's that's tough out there. I gotta say. Oh, yeah, oh think, Eli Manning uh, starting. I think Jason Hill is probably the top-ranked quarterback on waivers in that league. Oh, oh, yeah, Eli Manning might be the best bet. I gotta say, he might be your guy. Yeah. Oh gosh. Probably. So things are going great in the fantasy world. I'm seeing. 
that that was just a, a you know a tale of woe. Generally, things are going okay, but uh, not in that particular league. Gen- general woe. <laughs> okay, well, we have an action-packed show for you. We'll try not to have any fights break out, but we make no promises. Um, we will be here yeah, so with you for a with a helmet. I'll try not to. <laughs> we'll be here with you It'll for a full take a lot hour. of effort on your part. I am kind of low to the ground as well, and we are definitely not in the same state currently. So. <laughs> we'll be here with you until 10 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be back next week at our normal time, Wednesdays from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, we'll have our Thanksgiving turkeys for you next week, which everybody loves. Uh, we will, we're with you all week long, all over social media as well. You can find us on Twitter at the number four THN inches show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's who. And uh, if you line up questions, you want to talk football, you just want to, you know, talk picks, whatever, we're around. We always love talking football with you guys. And we've got an action-packed show for you tonight. It is the last of the bye weeks. It's a glorious day. You know how much we all hate them. So we've got all your waiver wire picks to get you through the lovely injury report I'll give you in just a minute, as well as your bye week uh, issues so that perhaps you're not starting Eli Manning. But, hey, you know, sometimes you do what you got to do. We've got all Can the I interrupt picks, before you start on with the injuries? Go for it. <laughs> you, you know who the player of the week was last week, right? I do. I do. How are you feeling about it? The guy whose jersey is in my uh, family photo. In your family photo. The one, the only, friend of only half the show, Josh Allen. <laughs> Sherpa's nemesis, yeah, well, but I now have... rostered on a few of your teams, is he not? Or is he already uh, been no, he's not. Sent, sent by the wayside? No, he's, I think I picked him up in one league and then dropped Or no, I got outbid for him in one league, but uh, yeah, that was... Oof. Uh, many weeks ago. So anyway, I'm I'm definitely uh, having some crow on that one. <laughs> but hopefully he'll play well it's on okay. Thanksgiving Day against your Cowboys. That would make me feel that would make me a, a big Josh Allen fan. But I gotta I'm, be honest, I'm, I'm gonna lose somebody. I'm not gonna be that upset if it's Josh Allen. I'm telling you, I I like as as it's been well documented over the years of this show. I am a much bigger Josh Allen fan than you are. I've I've been drinking the Kool Aid. I'm here for it. Hey, if I were the Cowboys, I wouldn't even bother re-signing Dak Prescott to see if you can work out a trade with the Bills. You know, the one one is He'd on the way down, the other is on the way up. That offensive line. I could put up 300 yards behind that offensive line. Well, maybe I might be I'm the biggest. Slow. <laughs> I might be the biggest Dak Prescott hater, Cowboys fan out there. It's possible. I don't know. Probably true. But, I don't know why you hate him. He's, I'll gladly take him I, on the I Giants just, if you don't want him. I mean, you can have him. I'm, I might have rather have Daniel Jones. I don't know. I've just never been a no, Dak Prescott guy. That's, that's crazy talk. It's not crazy. Not crazy. Granted, Dak Prescott does not just hand the ball to the other team. If we're going to throw INTs, we do it a little, little more style. So we got that going for us. But, unfortunately, we do have some injuries to report. <laughs> Maybe one week we just will, won't have any. Maybe that would be great. Unfortunately, all of these people seem to be rostered on one of my fantasy teams. We have bad injury problems, but it's okay. Between bye weeks and injuries, we're going to find teams. a way to, to work through it. 
I, I've got five. It's not that bad, but we do have no. a lot of injured players. Um, biggest note, I, I won't won't bore you guys with the Indy and Houston injuries other than the fact that Marlon Mack did break his hand last week. He had some minor surgery, reinforced him a little bit. So they're, they're kind of saying he's week to week. He's not done for the season. He's going to be back. Um, also worth noting, just a few notes from, from this week, uh, Cincinnati has officially been eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, we had a keg stand for touchdowns that didn't stand. The Mexican field did hold up, sort of. And as you all saw in primetime on Thursday night, uh, there was a bit of a, a ruckus between the Steelers and the Browns. The NFL has upheld Miles Garrett's indefinite suspension, which I think is a little crap, but that's just me. Uh, and uh, Marquise Pouncey had his three-game suspension reduced to two games. And there's a lot of contention between the two teams, and they'll play next week. So I'm sure we'll have some good turkeys coming out of there next week. Uh, so we'll we'll table most of that. But what did you think when you saw that on Thursday night? Uh, it, it's just ugly. I mean, the game is obviously yeah. a violent game, and I understand the guys get wound up and and all, but you know, it's just you got to be able to control that. I mean, as good a player as Miles Garrett is, you know, you just, you can't be doing that. So I hear you. I, I, don't I hear have a you. I do think that Mason Rudolph got off the very the easy season. for the fact that he very much started that, but you know, that's probably, but right you've still, you've, you've got to be able to walk away from that as a defensive lineman or whoever. Yes. I'm, I'm with you. I think Miles Garrett was, was in the wrong, but maybe not as in the wrong as, as, He's made out to be. So it'll be interesting to see how the NFL rules. Obviously, it's a big hit for the Browns since he is their best player, period, on either side of the ball, but particularly their defense has taken a hit here. Uh, so we'll see how that impacts them. They do have a little bit of good news. David Njoku is back from the dead or uh, a broken wrist, either however you want to look at it. He's activated off IR, eligible to play this week. Um, but old Freddie Kitchens has not made a decision one way or another. I'm thinking he's probably out there, but we'll see. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry were both limited in practice with groin and hip injuries, respectively. And on the Dolphin side of the ball, Ryan Fitzpatrick and his beard of magic uh, back on the injury report. He was limited today. They're calling it right shoulder and right forearm injuries. Um, so if this were hockey, it would be like his left leg. But we're pretty sure his right arm's a little dinged up. Should be fine this week. Their defense, however, uh, Miami, pretty banged up. Put two guys on IR today. Not great. So Cleveland has a few things going for them this week. Hopefully they, you know, maybe I'll, I'll keep helmets on and try not to fight anyone. But you never know. In, uh, in Denver, their offensive line is dinged up. Three of them not even practicing. So that's not the best news for uh, for our whoever we decide to play quarterback there. It's not Joe Flacco for sure, but I'm not entirely sure that anyone's going to survive behind that offensive line today. Or, I'm sorry, today. It's Thursday. On Sunday. So I'd be worried about that. Otherwise, they're pretty healthy. So we'll see how that goes. Unfortunately, on the Bills side of the ball, uh, they, they're losing a couple of guys on defense right now. But overall, their offense is looking pretty good. So your boy Josh Allen, probably going to be all right this week. Wide receiver John Brown did not practice today, but they're calling it a rest day. Um, their linebacking core is a little little worse off for the wear. In Pittsburgh, coming off their 
SmackDown on Thursday. Uh, there was a couple of pretty big hits before that all went down. Juju Smith-Schuster was knocked out of the game. They're saying that knee injury is not as serious, does not look like he's going to play Sunday. Uh, also, James Conner, who left that game early re-entering his shoulder, is likely not playing this week. And wide receiver Deontay Johnson, who they're calling concussion protocol. I mean, he was bleeding from the ears. It wasn't a good look. He is, quote-unquote, still questionable, but he's not going to play this week either. So it will be a different-looking Steelers lineup out in Cincinnati. Good news for them. The Bengals are still the Bengals. They'll probably be all right. Uh, A.J. Green still not practicing due to that ankle injury that's kept him out all season, even though he was allegedly going to return last week. Not looking good for him this week. Uh, Wide receiver Auden Tate also not practicing with a concussion. He looks pretty questionable. Uh, Tight end Tyler Eifert actually healthier, didn't practice today. He is just getting a rest day. But he seems to be about the only healthy receiver on that team right now. So for what that's worth, I don't know if you really want to start him because he's still playing for the Bengals, but there you go. Your Giants getting healthier. Tight end Evan Ingram, uh, who they were talking about maybe missing the rest of the season. Uh, He says he's feeling better with that foot injury. He says he's feeling good. He's not definitively saying whether or not he's going to play this weekend. Doesn't look like he's going to, but he's, he's optimistic, which is good. He seems to be coming back at some point this season, which is very good for Daniel Jones. Uh, wide receiver Sterling Shepard is still dealing with a concussion. He practiced fully, though, so he should be fine this week, finally back after missing the last couple of games. And on the Chicago side of the ball, Mitchell Trubisky left the uh, game on Sunday late in the game with what they were calling a hip injury. Could just be ineffectiveness, but they're saying he has a hip injury and he should be fine. He was he practiced fully, uh, and assuming there's no setback, he's going to be their starter. Tight end Adam Sheehan didn't practice today with a foot injury, but it looks like he should be okay this week as well. Out in Oakland, running back Josh Jacobs still limited to practice that shoulder injury. He's still going to play through it as he has been all all season pretty much. The Jets offensive line is not looking healthy uh, at all. <laughs> they got beat up pretty good Ryan against Khalil Washington, especially. which is great. Yeah, yeah. Every they, they are essentially the walking wounded. Everyone's got ankle injuries or knee injuries. It's not a good look. Uh, I would, I'd be worried for Sam Darnold this week. I am worried for Sam Darnold this week. Uh, in Carolina, Christian McCaffrey, not on the injury report this week. It's been a couple of weeks. He's been dealing with knee and foot and heads and shoulders and knees and toes. He's healthy. He's fully practicing. It's exciting times. Uh, also in that game, the Saints also dealing with some offensive line woes. They're big dudes. It's getting late in the season. A lot of them have been beat up. Everybody's got rolled up ankles. Everyone's looking looking a little rough. So keep an eye on that come this week. I think they'll still be fine, but just something to think about. In Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston popped up on the injury report this week with what they're calling an ankle injury. He's been practicing fully. I see no reason not to start him this week. Uh, and on the Falcons side of the ball, they pretty much didn't have practice. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure who made it on the field for them because I know it wasn't most They're of their They're so good they don't either. need to practice anymore. I guess so. I guess so. Um, but we will see. Matt Ryan didn't practice, still dealing with that banged-up ankle. Julio Jones didn't practice with a foot injury. He never practices on Wednesday, very rarely on Thursdays. Running back Devontae Freeman is not practicing. Uh, he is still dealing with a foot injury. He's questionable for this week. That's probably going to go down to game time, so have a plan B. 
And tight end Austin Hooper dealing with a knee injury, all not practicing. Austin Hooper, super unlikely to play, probably out still another couple of weeks. Also, most of their defense didn't show up to practice either. So, I mean, maybe they ran four on four. I don't know what they did. Even their punter is, is injured, but he's coming back off IR. So we'll see what happens. Uh, in they Detroit. They passed and kick uh, competition during practice. They might have. And I hope Andy Reid showed players. up for it. <laughs> in Detroit, Matt Stafford's still not practicing with hip and back injuries. He's not going to play this week. I'd be shocked if he plays again this season. He seems to think otherwise, and more power to him, but he's not starting at quarterback this week. Uh, for the Redskins, they are dealing with quite a few injuries, but it looks like they're getting a little healthier. Running back Adrian Peterson didn't practice. He's still dealing with that toe injury. It's more wrestling than anything else. He's going to be fine this week. On the other hand, Chris Thompson came back. He was limited to practice today, still dealing with a toe injury, uh, that turf toe that's plagued him the last couple of weeks. Keep an eye on that. That's going to go down to game time. Uh, tight end Vernon Davis and his, his concussion is looking better. He was limited to practice today. And wide receiver Paul Richardson was also limited with a ham, hamstring injury. Oh, my God, I can't talk. We're almost there, people. In Seattle, we saw uh, a couple of weeks ago Tyler Lockett uh, end up in the hospital with what they were hoping was a compartment syndrome, just a deep leg bruise. He did go through walkthrough. He's not officially practicing. He's going to try to play. Uh, this weekend, they're expecting him to, but again, have a plan B. In Philadelphia, uh, they're they're still trying to figure out who's who's playing wide receiver for them, and who's going to start a Nelson running back. Nelson Aguilar dropped Howard, another ball. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar is dropping everything, but uh, I can see why he's, you don't start a wide receiver. But getting thrown out windows. Yeah. Thank God. Nelson Aguilar actually did not practice as well. He's dealing with a knee injury. Jordan Howard. Uh, did practice on a limited basis. He didn't play last week. They're still calling him day-to-day uh, with that shoulder injury. Also, they signed J.J. last week who did not play, but he's active. So you'd have Miles Sanders, J.J., Boston Scott playing running back. So the running back by committee is very much in full force. Wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey uh, was limited to practice today with his ankle injury. That seems to be an ongoing thing. In Jacksonville, wide receivers DJ Chark and Chris Conley both for limited practice. Both have hamstring injuries. Both look like they're going to play this week. And in Tennessee, Delaney Walker is back. The bye week got him healthier. He was practicing on a limited basis. He's been dealing with that ankle injury and hasn't played the last few weeks. They're hopefully they get on the field this week. Wide receiver Corey Davis missed the uh, week 10 game two weeks ago since they were on the bye. With a hip injury, he was fully at practice today. He's going to be fine for this week. In Dallas, wide receiver Amari Cooper fully participated. They're still listing him on the injury report with a knee injury, but he's going to be fine. For the game against the Patriots, their defense still in a bad way. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch is not going to play, and they're still trying to figure out what guards they're going to get on the field. Not sure. Most of them weren't practicing. In New England, wide receiver Mohamed Sanu is dealing with an ankle injury and Philip Dorsett with a concussion. Both did not practice. Uh, they are hoping to both get on the field. It looks like Sanu's got a better shot. Uh, a lot of guys were limited as well. Julian Edelman, who took a couple of big hits last week, is listed with a shoulder injury. He should play and, and be fine. And a touchdown pass. He sure did. I, you could start him at, at quarterback over Eli Manning, maybe. Just a thought. I don't know. I don't know if he's <laughs> In Green Bay, tight end Jimmy Graham didn't practice. Uh, they're saying it's not injury-related, more of a resting. 
Uh, Devontae Adams was a limited practice with that toe injury, so that's a good sign. And in San Francisco, uh, again, not entirely sure who practiced for them. It's a probably a shorter list than this injury report, but on the offensive side of the ball, tight end George Kittle did not practice. Running back Matt Breida didn't practice. Kicker Robbie Gold didn't practice. <laughs> wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders and wide receiver Debo Samuel all did not practice, plus a couple of defensive players. So things are not looking healthy in San Francisco. Uh, it'll be interesting to see you've got until uh, our night games this week. So you've got a little bit of time, but I would say maybe have some other plans. And ladies and gentlemen, I may be on the injury report next because I might actually die from not, not breathing through that whole thing. So here we are. We are now done injuries. Get excited. I think Julian Edelman might be Tom Brady's successor as quarterback of the Patriots. That looks like that might be their Honestly, I plan. think you're right. For all the people who are like, oh, they should have kept Jimmy Graham. they got to be kicking themselves. No, I'd rather have Julian Edelman play quarterback for me than Jimmy Graham. Or, I'm sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo or Jimmy Graham. I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo. I would not. Scored the game-winning touchdown against the Cardinals. Turnover no machine. Respect. He's very mediocre. I'm no not. Respect. I'm not on board. None. Zero respect. Right. He is my Josh Allen in your world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's see to how the, the waiver, waiver wire is looking. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, most of the Slim running backs that I wanted to talk. Actually, there, there's some decent options this week, but a number of them play for Indianapolis. And since we're doing the show on Thursday night, that's not an option for you anymore. Although they were probably Sorry, gone. Sorry, guys, that's but, on me. Um, that's on me. <laughs> no, 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 no blame here. But, um, you know, Jonathan Williams was a hot pickup this week, uh, coming in as he did for Marlon Mack and uh, rushing for over 100 yards on 13 carries last week. So he's high up on the chart, uh, Naeem Hines uh, PPR machine there. And if you want a sneaky Indianapolis pickup for next week, uh, keep an eye on Jordan Wilkins. You know, depending on how well Marlon Mack is, Jordan Wilkins is actually listed as number two on the depth chart before he got hurt. So, uh, you know, presumably like they would give I him like a, it a lot. So, um, other running backs of note this week, uh, Bo Scarborough you know, came in and actually might have a clearer path to a starting shot for the rest of the season with Detroit than any of the Indianapolis backs do. The Indianapolis backs, I think Jonathan Williams would probably be the highest ceiling guy in my mind. I remember he came into the league and was highly touted with Buffalo and then had some off-the-field incidents that uh, got him kicked out of Buffalo. But, you know, he probably has the highest ceiling of those guys. You know, Bo Scarborough, you know, otherwise uh, probably has a clear shot at playing time, but I'm not sure the ceiling is as high. Uh, what did you think of him when he was with the Cowboys for five seconds? Uh, I mean, I liked him. I, I would have liked to still have him, but like you said, he wasn't there very long, so it was tough to make a too, too much of an impact. Okay, some other no running backs. Is, I'll say that. That's good. Um, some other running backs <laughs> of note, uh, Raheem Mostart still getting some play in San Francisco. Gus Edwards. Every time Baltimore has a blowout, which seems like it's every other week, you know, he gets into the game and gets significant yardage. So uh, worth at least a stash on your bench, and depending on how banged up and how many uh, 
bye weeks you're dealing with for your running back core, he might actually be worth a flex start. Uh, Adrian Peterson, as Jana mentioned before, uh, you know, with with uh, Washington, they have a nice matchup this week against Detroit. And uh, if you're really desperate, uh, Kalen Ballage has the Miami uh, running back position all to himself, although that's not saying a whole heck of a lot. Unfortunately, it's not saying a whole heck of a lot. You're right. There's not a lot there point-wise. All right. No, um, moving on to wide receivers, yeah, some interesting, intriguing uh, potential pickups there. Some old reliable options, uh, Cole Beasley um, out there still in a lot of leagues. You know, with Danny Amendola, who has really uh, picked things up lately under uh, Jeff Driscoll. Um, Doc mm-hmm. Pascal, of course, uh, Thursday night game, you can't have him at this point for this week. Uh, let's see who else do I have here on my list. Uh, Corey Davis with Jacksonville. Darius Slayton had a nice game against the Jets two weeks ago on the bye last week. So if you happen to pick him up to stash him last week, I'm not sure the Bears defense is the best one to start him against. But uh, still, if he's out there, might be worth a, a high upside guy. Uh, Randall Cobb still out there in a lot of leagues, depending on yeah. how healthy Amari Cooper is. He might get some more play, although, again, New England, not the best matchup this week. Uh, James Washington with Pittsburgh, A.J. Brown with Tennessee, Hunter Renfro with Oakland, Geronimo Allison with Green Bay. You mentioned Auden Tate um, banged up in Cincinnati, but if he plays, yeah, he's somebody worth considering, and Deontay Johnson with uh, Pittsburgh also a little bit banged up, but uh, also worthy of your consideration. Yeah, I'm I'm very high on Randall Cobb. He's getting a lot of targets. Uh, and Keneal Harry was very interesting this week. Uh, I think especially with how banged up their wide receivers are, I think those two are probably at the top of my list this week. Okay, um, moving on to quarterbacks. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, again, Thursday night game, so you can't have him at this point anymore. But uh, Sam Darnold's had a couple nice games in a row. He's out there and has another decent matchup this week. Uh, Nick Foles with Jacksonville, Ryan Tannehill. Mitchell Trubisky, um, hard to recommend him, but playing against the Giants, if you're ever going to start him, this is the week to do it. Jeff Driscoll with Detroit. Uh, Mason Rudolph with Pittsburgh has a really nice matchup this week. And Dwayne Haskins, again, not somebody I'd be looking to start every week, but if you're desperate because of bye weeks or what have you, and he's out there, uh, he has a pretty intriguing matchup this weekend as well. Yes, yes. And just in case you wanted to see it in person, you could get a ticket for a mere $7 right now. For less than the cost just in of case you're wondering. It's actually dropping. Ticket prices are dropping. So get in line, people. Big weekend in Washington. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering, on StubHub, you might actually get paid in addition to getting the ticket. Yeah, I mean, there could be a giveaway. You might make out all right. You could be in the plus column by the time it's all said and done. Probably. I mean, you still have to watch a Redskins game. you still have game, to sit but... through that game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that so appealing. But yeah. tight end-wise, uh, top of my list, Ryan Griffin, who uh, seems to have some yes. chemistry with uh, Sam Darnold for whatever reason. Uh, TJ Hawkins. Hey, somebody's got to. Yeah. Um, Demarius Thomas seems to, too, a little bit. He had a bunch of catches against the Giants a couple of weeks ago. Um, O.J. Howard, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, 
Dallas Goddard with Philadelphia, Noah Font with Denver. And they have buys this week, but if you're looking to stash some tight ends for later in the season, uh, Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith with Minnesota, both widely available. And I think Kyle Rudolph, after a slow start this season, has caught touchdown passes in each of the last two or three weeks. So uh, something seems to be changing for the better there for him. It's working out okay. I've got him on two teams. We, We rode through the tough start, but things are picking up now. I fully endorse that. Oh, I, I cut him just in time for his bounce back. <laughs> Isn't that always the way? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and as far as defenses go this week, uh, no world beaters out there, but uh, if you're looking to play matchups, Oakland's out there, Tennessee's out there, Detroit, Washington, and the Giants, uh, all worthy of your consideration for this week. There you go. I like it. So now that we've filled all the holes in your lineup, let's talk about who's starting who to sit. What are you thinking? All right. Um, I'll kick us off with running backs this week. Uh, top of my list, uh, the shoulder injury prone uh, Josh Jacobs. Really nice matchup against the Jets. Alvin Kamara checks in at two for me. Todd Gurley, three. Le'Veon Bell, four. Chris Carson, five. Carlos Hyde, six. James Conner, if he's healthy enough to play, seven. Brian Hill, eight. Derrick Henry, nine. Tony Michelle, big disappointment last week, but he's uh, yeah. on number 10 on my list, and uh, Mark Ingram was an honorable mention for me this week. Okay. All right. Uh, our lists do not look very similar. That's okay, though. Uh, why does that not surprise me? What a shock. Sure, some of my picks won't surprise you either. Top of my list, always top of my list, Chris McCaffrey. Sure, he's the only thing they have going offensively and really defensively, but he's so good, and I think it'll be all right. I've got Alvin, Alvin Kamara at two, Nick Chubb at three, Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette rounding out my top five, Zeke all the way down at six on my list, Josh Jacobs, I, the shoulder injury scares me a little bit, but uh, I've got him at seven, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, and Chris Carson rounding out my top ten. All right, so we had four in common there. You'll be happy to know. Saquon Barkley headlining my avoid list for this week. You're terrible. By Joe You're Mickey. terrible. You're the worst Giants yeah, that, fan. <laughs> it's not a matter of being a fan. It's just I'm trying to win fantasy football games, and I don't know that I want him in my I am lineup too, this week him. if I'm trying to do that. I mean, between his ankle, who knows what's going on with that, and the Giants' just general ineptitude, I just I have a hard time starting him, especially against a good defense like Chicago's. I'm a believer. The only saving grace there. I mean, his ankle will probably hold up because he won't be on the field for more than three plays at a time. But uh, other than that. I just want you to know I picked the Giants much. to win that game. Just just get yourself right. ready for that now. <laughs> okay. Well, you, spoiler alert, I didn't. Um, <laughs> Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, Kalen Ballage, both Scarborough. I told you to pick him up, but not start him this week. Philip Lindsay, and then yeah. both of the Washington backs, Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson. You don't want them in your starting lineup this week. There we go. We got our tandem. You can't quit it. No, they were actually <laughs> separate on my list. Oh, okay. Look at you. Proud of you. Um, I have James Conner at the top of my avoid list. I don't care how healthy or unhealthy he is. Even even if he is playing, it's still against Cincinnati. And if, if he's out there, I don't think he's taking his normal amount of snaps. I don't want any part of it. 
Uh, Jordan Howard's on my avoid list as well. Same deal. If he's healthy, there's 17 guys playing running back right now. I don't know who's going to get in the mix. I don't know if he'll last the whole game. I don't want to take the chance on it. Jamal Williams, Kalen Balage, he might be the guy in Miami, but he's still the guy in Miami. Uh, Rex Burkhead, Royce Freeman, J.D. McKissick, Frank Court, Peyton Barber, and Kenyon Barner. Okay, how about uh, wide receivers who do you like this week? I've got Michael Thomas at the top of my list. Uh, I, I'm going to surprise you here. i got a lot of, a lot of uh, Saints and Falcons and uh, Buccaneers littering these lists. But Michael Thomas at the top of my list, Julio Jones a uh, close second, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, and Chris Godwin rounding out the top, ten, uh, top five. Tyler Lockett, uh, as long as he gets on the field, I want to start him, and it looks like he's going to. Devontae Adams, Julian Edelman, DJ Chark, and Cooper Cup rounding out my top ten. Uh, Calvin Ridley, a very, well, but... very, like, 10A honorable mention. I wanted to put him in there, but I just didn't have enough room. Okay, I've so. got uh, DeAndre Hopkins at the top of my list, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster, if he's healthy enough to get out on the field, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin separately, Tyrell Williams, Josh Gordon, Cooper Cup, and Robbie Anderson rounding out my top 10 with Demarius Thomas garnering an honorable mention. Okay, there you go. Um, Alshon Jeffrey at the top of my list. I don't care if he plays. The fact that Carson Wentz targeted wide receiver six times in an entire game is terrifying, and they're going against a better uh, defensive matchup here. I don't want any part of it. I don't want any part of a lot of, of what the Eagles are doing this week. Tyler Boyd also on my avoid list as well as Sterling Shepard. I'm excited that his brains aren't scrambled anymore, but I don't think it's a great matchup. Juju Smith-Schuster, it doesn't look like he's going to play. Even if he does, don't start him. Chris Conley, Taylor Gabriel, Josh Reynolds, Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson again. Even if they're healthy, I probably still don't want to start him. It's just not worth it this week. Robbie Anderson and Nelson Aguilar. All right, I've got Devontae Adams at the top of my avoid list, A.J. Green, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, and Sterling Shepard. I listed all three of them separately. Devontae Parker, Portland Sutton, D.D. Westbrook, and D.J. Chark also listed separately. So, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> unraveling my combos just to come up with 10. Still comboing, but just on separate lines of the spreadsheet. <laughs> no. I had to split them up like that just to get to, to 10 to avoid. <laughs> Too much purgatory. Too many people in purgatory. Yeah, there are a lot of people in purgatory this week in my list. I can't wait for your so, turkey um, list next week. It's going to be extensive. Uh, can I combine things on my turkey list? Or no? <laughs> yes, yes. You're going you're gonna to have combinations on your turkey list. Yes, we're going okay. to have a Thanksgiving parlay of people sure but doesn't want to play on a fantasy team. We're stuffing everything's in there. <laughs> All right, oh, uh, for quarterback. I'm, I'm sorry. Killing your thunder here. Quite all right. No, there's no thunder to be stolen. Um, Quarterback-wise, uh, I've got Lamar Jackson at the top of my list. Uh, Deshaun Watson, two. Russell Wilson, three. Derek Carr, four. Sam Darnold, Drew Brees. Jared Goff, which really makes me nervous, but I uh, love the matchup this week. Matt Ryan, uh, your buddy Mason Rudolph, nine. Jameis Winston rounding out my top ten. <laughs> And honorable mentions to uh, Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. Look at that. Look at that. You've come a long way. Um, I've, I've probably I'd, listed Josh Allen in my uh, 
either in my top ten or honorable mentions, you know, more often than not the last uh, five or six weeks. So I'm, I'm stubborn almost, and stubborn in my ways, but I'm now. also willing to admit when <laughs> uh, when I might have uh, overlooked something or made a mistake. Look at you. You're evolving. I, however, probably am not. But that's okay. I can do cartwheels, uh, too, my advanced stage. <laughs> but I won't do that I've on got the Lamar... I've got Lamar Jackson at the top of my list as well. Uh, Matt Ryan at two. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, and Deshaun Watson, uh, my three, four, and five. Jameis Winston coming in at a close six. Dak Prescott, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Jacoby Brissett, and Josh Allen coming in number 10. All right, my avoid list uh, has two of your uh, favorites, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott at the top of it. Tough. Nick Foles. Tough out there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Daniel Jones, Ryan Finley, Jeff Driscoll, Brandon Allen, and Kyle Allen. So if your name is All Ryan or uh, if your first name is Ryan and your last name is Allen, not a good week to be on, the, on my uh, list. Yes. I've got uh, Baker Mayfield at the top of my avoid list. Week. Yeah, even even with Miami's banged up defense, I think it's all going to be it's going to be a big big time Nick Chubb experience this week. So Baker Mayfield, I'm sitting him down. Jeff Driscoll, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, Ryan Tannehill, Nick Foles. It kills me to put all these people on this list. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Finley, and Carson Wentz. Last but not least, you had about 18 people in your uh, tend to avoid list. It might be. It might be 18. It feels like 10, but it feels like a lot of people I actually like. Makes me sad this week. Okay. But the right, uh, how about tight ends? Who do you like? Do? Mark Andrews is the top of my list. Uh, big, big fan of him. I think the matchup is great this week. Darren Waller at two and George Kittle, as long as he gets on the field, I would start him in my top three. Uh, Greg Olson and Jared Cook running out the top five. I've got Zach Ertz down at six. Normally like starting tight ends against the Seahawks, but Zach Ertz is dropping some footballs lately, and I'm not into it. Gerald Everett, uh, Jacob Hollister, yeah, Noah Font, and Eric Ebron rounding out my top ten. Right, I agree on the we agree on the top two. Uh, Mark Andrews and Darren Waller are also top okay. of my list. I have uh, the All Jets' right. Ryan Griffin at third on my list. Vance McDonald, Jacob Hollister, Jared Cook. Jordan Aikens, Daniel Feld, O.J. Howard, and Cameron Brait rounding out my top ten. And I did split the Houston guys and the Tampa Bay guys. I've got them in, in purgatory. I've got Evan Ingram on the top of my avoid list. Don't love the matchup. Not totally sure he's getting on a field. He seems to think so, but I don't want to start him if he does. Vance McDonald, Jason Witten, Mike Gesicki, uh, Dallas Goddard, Ryan Griffin, Jimmy Graham, Tyler Eifert, Jack Doyle, and Delaney Walker. Looks like he's going to be back, but probably not the week to start him. All right. Um, Zach Ertz is at the top of my avoid list, along with Evan Engram and Greg Dolson, Jimmy Graham, Tyler Eifert, Mike Gesicki, uh, TJ Hawkinson, and Noah Fox. So not a good week if you're an Iowa tight end who was a first-round draft pick in uh, 2019 if you want to be on my recommended list because you're not. Jeez. Tough, tough list to get on. I'll tell you that. It is. What are you thinking about defenses this week? It's pretty exclusive. Uh, Defenses, a bunch that I like uh, laying off with Chicago. We've got uh, our tears. The tears are back. (laughs) Yes. Well, this is just one jumble in no particular order. 
uh, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Washington, Buffalo, New Orleans, Tennessee, New England, haha, and San Francisco uh, <laughs> are my recommended defenses for this week. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> well, I have I've Chicago got on there too, so not like I was playing favorites. Nope. Uh, I have Buffalo at the top of my list, followed by the Steelers. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, the Bears and the Saints. The Browns are checking in at five on my list. The Jaguars, Seahawks, Lions, Raiders, and the Redskins, believe it or not, are going to round out my top ten. You know, I always, you always hear this every year. You know, there's some really lousy NFL team, you know, this year, the Bengals. Yes. There's, there's a bunch Bengals, of the Bengals. With the Bengals. Very bad. Probably at the top or the bottom of the list, depending on your perspective. I wonder what would happen True. if they played Ohio State this year. Do you think that the Bengals would blow them out 70 to nothing? Would it be that uneven, or do you think it might actually be a competitive game? I think it might actually be a, I think it might actually be a game. I think it would. Maybe we can uh, petition the NFL to make that happen. I'd watch how, it. How about this? So if you're the NFL team with the worst record in the league, you have to play the NCAA champion, and you have to beat them in order to get the first draft pick. If you lose to the NCAA champion, then you forfeit the, the top pick in the draft. How much fun would that be to and watch? That would be great, and you also should not be able to pick one, any of their players. You lose them, you can't have them on your team. It's over. You lost your chance. Yeah, I like that. That's that. That would bring a lot of. That would definitely be must see TV, which is hard to imagine with the Bengals. But uh, there it is. Um, <laughs> I'd be there. I'd have appetizers. It'd be a good time. <laughs> it would be. So my avoid list for defenses this week uh, is headlined or just includes in no particular order: Indianapolis, Oakland, the Jets, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Carolina the Rams, and Baltimore. All right. Uh, I've got the 49ers, the Broncos, Falcons, Colts, Bengals, Patriots, Ravens, Giants, Packers, and the Cowboys. Okay. Let's uh, move on to game picks and see how this all shakes out uh, in terms of our predictions. I'm thinking you're not going to like mine. I'm going to be very honest. Well, that's (laughs) You're not exactly going out on a limb there. We we do tend to disagree more often than agree, I think. True. Um, also worth noting, don't forget, people, we've got our last four teams on by this week, the Cardinals, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Vikings all not playing. Next week we'll be back to our full complement of games. It'll be a good time. Okay. Um, Thursday night game in progress as we speak. Uh, we've got Indianapolis visiting Houston. I think this will be a shootout, or at least I thought it would be before the game started. Now it's halftime, and it's very much not a shootout. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm hoping they'll make me look better in the second half. My predicted final score for this game was uh, Houston winning by three points, which is currently the case. But I thought the final score would be Houston 30, Indianapolis 27. And as we speak here, it's uh, going to be 10-7 at halftime, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, not quite the offensive explosion yet, but I think the second half will bring us more joy in that respect. 
Um, I actually have the Colts winning this 28-23. Jacoby Brissett was great when they met previously. I expect that to continue. Again, the first half maybe didn't bring us what we were looking for, but I still think the Colts are going to pull this one out. All right. Um, next game up, the first of the early games on Sunday. Unfortunately, not being played in London. It's being played in New York. Uh, Oakland <laughs> only has to travel 3,000 miles to this game instead of uh, six or 7,000 miles. But uh, anyway, they are playing early in the afternoon. I don't think that's going to be any problem for them, though. I think this will actually be somewhat of a shootout. Both quarterbacks have been playing well lately, and I don't think either defense is going to offer too much resistance. I'm going with a final score of Oakland 34, uh, Jets 31. I am a little more conservative in my scoring on this, uh, but I have Oakland winning this 30-21. I'm still worried about Sam Darnold and very worried about that offensive line. Uh, I think Oakland, even with a defense that shouldn't get a lot of respect because they're not very good, they hang around and they're making a difference. Old John Gruden's calling the Spider 2Y banana like there's no tomorrow. Everything's okay in Oakland. Okay, and next up we've got uh, the other New York team, the the Floundering Giants, visiting the Justice Floundering Bears, I think. But uh, the Giants might have the preferable quarterback here, but uh, I still think as a team, as much as they've struggled, the Bears are still the better team, still going to win this game. They won't win many games this rest of the season, but this will be one of them. Final score, uh, Bears at home, 24, Giants on the road, 17. I, like I spoiled earlier, am taking the Giants to win this game. I'm taking a close one, 21-17. I think Mitchell Trubisky is still a little bit of a liability. I'm not convinced he's totally healthy. I know he's mentally not healthy. And even though Danny Dimes likes to turn the ball over and the Bears defense is pretty solid, I still think the Giants can steal one here. I'm hurting your, your top five with 87 teams in it draft pick here for the Giants. I apologize. Right now, I think they're projected to have the number three pick overall, which, of course, if they have that, then they won't be able to draft the defensive lineman from Ohio State who they really need. But, uh, oh, well, yeah. we'll see. Maybe they'll yeah, – uh, out. Maybe the Bengals will go on a winning streak for you. You never know. I think it's more likely that the uh, Redskins will go on a winning streak and – that would include the Giants also in true. week 16. I think that's a more likely scenario. Because the Bengals are almost certainly going to be taking a quarterback with that top pick. It's just a matter of who. So whoever wants yeah. um, you know, either the offensive tackle from Georgia or the defensive lineman from, you know, from uh, Ohio State probably I, needs to be picking at two or three. We can be pretty sure it's not going to be Tua Tayavangaluga. I can't talk today. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be going one overall after this weekend. Poor dude. Probably not. And that's, I think that's a pretty uh, safe assumption. Um, Although with the Bengals, of course, can't rule it out. <laughs> there is, well, if you take him, then you're essentially tanking for next year, too. So they'd have the number one pick probably two weeks, two seasons in a row. I don't know if their fans, you know, might only be willing to pay $5 for a ticket instead of $10 next week, but uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows is right. All right. Speaking of the Bengals. Next up, speaking <laughs> of those uh, beloved Bengals, uh, they're um, 
at home this week against Pittsburgh. Probably be more Steelers fans there than Bengals fans. And I think. Uh, I mean, there's Pittsburgh a man living is, on a restaurant roof until the Bengals win a game. That poor man is going to spend a very cold winter outside. Going to die of frostbite. <laughs> he might. But, he uh, might not make it to their first win. I don't think so. So I, I think. Um, not going to be this week. No, um, Pittsburgh. You know, if if everything broke their way, you know, if Steelers came out and decided to play without helmets this week, then maybe something would happen for Could the Bengals. But I don't see that happening. So I'm. Actually, think this will be the one week you might want to consider starting Mason Rudolph, as I alluded to before. But I'm going with the final score here of uh, Steelers 41, Bengals 17 in a blowout. I'm going Pittsburgh 27, Cincinnati 13. I'm a little more conservative because I just don't think you're going to see much of the starters most of the way. Um, and I think that there's going to be a bit of a letdown after all the shenanigans and tomfoolery this week. Uh, so I think the Bengals will be a little more respectable than they're normally looking. Maybe that'll get that man off of the restaurant roof, but probably not. Yeah. I, I think that's probably somebody who just wants someone to set up a GoFundMe site to get him off the roof or, or maybe to have the restaurant. I think he, I think so he, he owns the restaurant. The I'm not totally well oh, okay. versed in it, but I think it's his actual restaurant. So it's probably for publicity at All this right. point, but also that's a dumb bet to make. Yeah, idiot. Maybe, well, anyway. maybe we could, you know, we could uh, take up a GoFundMe thing to, you know, to plant some uh, health violations in his restaurant so that it gets condemned and torn down and he has to come off the roof that and way. We have to move. Have to get off the roof. Okay. Or smoke him out. That's right. <laughs> so next up we've got. Oh, my God. You never know what we're going to come up with on this show. Next up, we've got Seattle at <laughs> Philadelphia. Seattle, um, you know, as you said, Tyler Lockett, whether he's healthy or not, that's going to make a big difference in the offense. Uh, Philadelphia, you know, they played New England tight last week, but their offense has just been missing in action most of the season. I think the Philly defense, I thought, looked better than they have in a long time last week. Tom Brady well, wasn't good. That's hard but to the tell. Defense, New the England's Eagles defense really defense showed is, up. I, I still think it's hard to tell. Is New England's offense just not that good, or it was did bad. the Eagles it was play really well? Which is the chicken and which is the egg? But this week, I think mm, Seattle's slightly better team, even if they're on the road. I think the battle of the birds, the Seahawks are going to overcome the Eagles. Final score, 30-24 to uh, 24 is my prediction here. I've got Seattle winning 30 to 23, so we're pretty much on the same page. Um, Carson Wentz needs to figure his act out, like big time. I I don't see a way, short of something catastrophic happening, that the Eagles can win this game. Seattle's too good. Yeah, he he did not look good in that uh, game Sunday. He looked terrible. He's never been a very accurate passer. He's been very good at getting involved near guys, and people have made him look better than he is. But I, I just—he's not getting any help from his wide receivers. He's not—he's not throwing good balls. It's just—it's a mess all the way around. Yeah, his body language was particularly bad in the in the Patriots game too. It looks yeah. like he was getting you know upset with his receivers, and in some cases you might argue that that was deserved. But 
So if you want to be a successful mm-hmm. quarterback, you can't be doing that on the field. It's also, with that receiving core, it's also not a surprise that they don't catch half the stuff you throw at them. It's been like that for years. They're just not good wide receivers. None of those are number one wide receivers. Alshon Jeffrey's half a human being. If he was healthy, sure, but he's not. He literally never is. Yeah, he's the best of the bunch, and they just said he's not healthy. Um, I don't want to hang my hat on, on we... Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> yeah, or or trust him to catch people being thrown out of burning buildings. Never, never in my life. Okay. Let's go into a happier game. Got, uh, More scoring. Yeah. Next up, we've got uh, Tampa Bay visiting Atlanta. Atlanta seems to have righted the ship the last few weeks. I don't know if that's enough to save Dan Quinn's job, but uh, I think they'll continue doing that this week, uh, building on their victories the last two weeks. So I'm going to go with Atlanta at home by a field goal in a high-scoring game. Lots of offense here. I'm going Atlanta 31, Tampa Bay 28. All defense, or all offense, no defense here. Um, I made a promise to all of you several weeks ago that I was done with Atlanta and I was done picking them to win games, and I'm going to stick true to that. I think there's a chance they'll win this game, but I think Tampa Bay's got a pretty good shot too. So I'm picking the Buccaneers to win 31-27. I, I just don't think this can last. It's it's almost midnight for Cinderella. I think that there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of injuries. I think Tampa Bay's going to come out and quasi-steal one here, but I definitely don't want any part of these defenses, I'll tell you that. All right, next up we've got uh, Miami at Cleveland. You know, both these teams, lots of problems. Must Miami is expected TV. to have lots of problems. No, please. Yes. Um, Cleveland, yes. Cleveland uh, is supposed to be pretty good this year, but uh, not so much. I think Cleveland is still the better team, much as I hate to say it, but uh, I'll go with them to win this game at home. Uh, Cleveland 27, Miami 21. I've got Cleveland winning 24-19. I'm thinking there's going to be a missed extra point if you're wondering how I got to 19. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, five field goals and two safeties. God, wouldn't that be? I would. That would be must-see TV for me. I would want to see that kind of weirdness. Uh, I think Cleveland just has a little better overall uh, look here. Miami's defense is destroyed. Uh, as long as maybe they try to get out of their own way, they might be able to win a, a football game here at home, no less. Cleveland can rejoice. Okay. Speaking of uh, much rejoicing. Uh... Washington, a city that could definitely use a boost, and you know they're obviously trying to. Tank they're literally still talking about the Nationals it. here. That's all they have. That's it. That's all they have for joy. Although uh, Mr. Baby Shark left for Japan, so that's. Uh, I know people too bad are pissed. Them, but yeah, so um, Detroit at Washington. Much as I. Well, maybe this is a homer pick as a Giants fan. I really want Washington to start winning some games (laughs) starting this week. So I'm going to go with uh, Washington to win this by a field goal. I'll go uh, Washington 24 and Detroit 21. I went back and forth on this, but I I ultimately settled on on Detroit winning 20 to 13. Every time I give Washington the benefit of the doubt, and I'm like, you know, they might be able to be a football team, they go out and they're terrible. Um, so I'm going to go with Jeff Driscoll, who I've been pleasantly surprised with. I think they're healthier. They're a little more functional. And I think they're going to – this is not going to be the game of the day, but there is some fantasy value. 
that's about the best I can say about it. Yeah, you know, just looking ahead for a moment to um, you know, to Thanksgiving Day, there's, there's some real uh, potential turkeys of games on uh, Thanksgiving Day this year, unfortunately. Some years, it seems we Ooh, get several yeah. good matchups. And this year, you know, we have the potential of Jeff Driscoll facing off against the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky, not much fun. Got the Bills and the Cowboys, which could be an interesting game depending on you know, how banged up the Cowboys are on defense and you know, whether Josh Allen plays as well as he can. And then we've got the Saints traveling to the Falcons. So, you know, that potential for three uh, uh, not very interesting games. Um, some of them might be close, but that still doesn't mean they'd be interesting. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of it's Buffalo, they're at home this week against Denver. I think they're going to continue their winning ways. I'll go here with a final score of Buffalo 27 and Denver. Uh, I'll go with the Josh Allens uh, 27 and the Kyle, um, the Kyle Allens, uh, excuse me, the Brandon Allens uh, 21. <laughs> the Allen, the, the, the Allen Allen Bowl. You got to pick Josh one. Allen, you can Brandon only have Allen, one. Kyle Allen. I'm I'm also going to pick Josh Allen Uh, I'm taking Buffalo to win 17-14 and I there's nothing I love more than watching video from the Bills pregame so I'm I'm very much here for this okay next up we've got uh, Carolina on the road at New Orleans Christian McCaffrey may be healthy but there's not much else to recommend Carolina against an underrated New Orleans defense. So I'm going to pick uh, New Orleans to win this one fairly handily. I'll say final score, New Orleans 34, Carolina 24. I went New Orleans winning 31-21, so pretty much right in the same vein. I just, like you said, Christian McCaffrey's great, but he's just one man, and it's super tough to win a game against Drew Brees at home that way. Drew Brees is so much better at home than he is on the road, and it's really tough to pick against him. So I'm not going I'm going, to. I'm going New Orleans, 10 points. Take the take the points. Okay, next up we've got Jacksonville at Tennessee. Two teams I can't figure out. But, um, anyway, one of them's got to win this game, and since they're at home, I'll go with That's Tennessee true. by a field goal in the Who Cares Bowl. I'll say Tennessee 27, Jacksonville 24. Uh, again, another one I went back and forth on. These are two of my pet teams. Uh, I went with the, the fighting Nick Foles, the Nick Foley and Dynamites 23-20 in a barn burner. Uh, if I had to watch that game, I might go find a barn to burn down somewhere. Um, I will happily next... have this on one of my TVs. You can you can mark that down right now. It'll be this, and it'll be Dallas and New England on the other. This is what's happening in my house on Sunday. Goodness. All right. <laughs> this is why Sherpa doesn't yeah. hang out with me. <laughs> next up, we've got uh, New England hosting <laughs> Dallas. Uh, New England... You know, not much offense last week, but they didn't need it because their defense played so well. Uh, Dallas offense, probably a little bit more of a challenge for them than Philly's was, but I think uh, Dallas's defense, too, probably not quite the challenge that uh, Philly's was last weekend. I'm going to go with New England at home by a field goal. I'll say New England 27, Dallas 24. I'm actually taking Dallas in a bit of an upset here, 27-23 over New England. Um, I just... I don't know why. I don't have a really good reason other than I think the offense can look a little bit better 
uh, than the New England de- offense again this week. So we'll see what happens. All right, and here's a game I know we're going to disagree on uh, Green Bay and the yeah, Aaron Rodgers. 100%. And traveling out to San Francisco, you have little faith. I know you don't I'm believe in San Francisco. They, I'm open about they it. They did bounce back last week and then screwed over betters with a last uh, play touchdown to boot. Um, I'm going to go here with uh, um, San Francisco to win this by a field goal. I'll say San Francisco 27 over there, and Rodgers is 24. I'm taking Green Bay 30 to 21, so I think it's a decisive victory here in prime time. I think Green Bay can do it. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to turn the ball over. That's the difference. Okay, and then finally we've got um, the Rams hosting Baltimore on the Monday night game. Should be a good game. I'm sure most people, including you, are probably going to pick the Lamar Jacksons, but I'm going to say that the Jared Goff have a bounce back week and uh, pull it out by a field goal at home. It sounds like a broken record here, I think. I've got Baltimore winning 27-20. I think this will, the defenses will be a factor here. I think this is a very good game, but quite frankly, I could see it going the other way. So I'm I'm not, not hating on your pick in any way, shape, or form. We, of course, want to hear what you guys have to say and just a couple of daily fantasy value picks for you. Before we send you on your way this week, at quarterback, you've got a lot of good options. Matt Ryan, Jeff Driscoll, Daniel Jones, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, and Ryan Tannehill, all good bang for your buck there. At running back, Bo Scarborough, who said to pick up off the waiver wire, should start him on your DFS teams as well. Darius Geis and Aaron Jones. At wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Scotty Miller uh, in Tampa, who's kind of taken over that number three role there. Good little slot receiver and not going to cost you anything. Jamison Crowder and Calvin Ridley running out the wide receivers there. At tight end, Dallas Goddard, Jimmy Graham, and Delaney Walker, as long as he gets on the field, which it looks like he will. And on defense, the Saints, Tampa Bay, and the Falcons, all all going to be all right for you there. If you're looking for stacks this week, Atlanta, New Orleans, Detroit, and Tampa Bay would all be my picks. A lot of points to be scored there. So we want to hear what you guys have to say and what you think about our picks as well as your predictions. Find us all week long, all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number four THN inches show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the fantasy football Sherpa fan page. And of course, we'll be back with you next Wednesday night from nine to 10 PM Eastern time as we are every week. And we'll be giving you all the starts, all the sits, who to pick up on the waiver wire injuries, of course. And our predictions, as well as our Thanksgiving turkeys, which are always a crowd favorite. So come by, let us know who your turkeys are, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Parts.